0: Welcome to the Million Praying Moms podcast, where we have conversations about prayer and motherhood for today's Christian mom. I'm your host, Brooke McLaughlin, an author, speaker, teacher, and small-town girl from the mountains of Appalachia. Over the years, I've had the privilege of encouraging countless moms toward a richer prayer life, helping them catch a vision for the partnership God invites them into as they become praying moms. It's the combination of the two that makes this podcast different. Not just motherhood, not just prayer, both. Prayer is one of the most overlooked parts of Christian parenting today. And because of that, my goal is to help you see it not as a last resort, but as your first and best response. Welcome back, friends. You are listening to the third episode in a series designed to help us get prepared emotionally and spiritually for the upcoming school year. So far in our first two episodes, we've tackled how to trust God with your child in the new school year, which was a great episode, and why prayer should be the top of your back-to-school priority list if you have any hope of trusting God through it. I thought that both of these episodes were a nice mixture of deep, real questions about trust and the effectiveness of prayer, plus practical tips for actually making trust and prayer practical parts of your everyday. If you haven't listened to those yet, please make sure you do. If this season is helping you, I want to ask you to consider sharing it with a friend, however that works for you. Also take a minute to rate and review it because it helps the show reach more moms with a message of hope. And finally, please consider partnering with me to build our production budget so we can reach our goal of providing weekly episodes of the podcast by pledging just $5 a month via our Patreon. When you do, you receive an almost unlimited library of prayer resources, including our scripture-inspired prayer calendars, topical prayer guides, and a live 24-hour prayer day once a month where our community actually prays for each other in real time been such a blessing to get to know our Patreon supporters, and I'd love for you to be a part of it. To learn more, just visit our show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. Today, I am back with our special guest for this season, Tara Cole. Tara, for those who are just tuning in, take a moment to help them get to know you. Like Brooke mentioned, my name is Tara Cole, and um, I am a mom,
1: wife, teacher, author, podcaster, all the things. I actively teach um, college at the state university level here in Oklahoma. My kids are in, let's see here, seventh, sixth, and third grade. So we are heading into the middle school and high school year starting now. And so as we talk about the subject of praying for the school year, it is near and dear to my heart for, because I have kids in the school system. Um, and no matter what your... Um, choices for schooling, because I have many homeschool friends. Um, Nowadays, they have online public schools. I have friends in that capacity. But praying for your school year, no matter what choice you have made, and then praying from a teacher's perspective is near and dear to my heart.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that God's given you a passion for that, Tara. So we have actually spent a lot of time in the last two episodes talking about the importance of trusting God with our kids and prioritizing prayer as one of the main ways to help us do that. In today's episode, I want to actually lay out a strategic plan that parents can use to pray for their children throughout the upcoming school year. Kind of like a day in the life of, if you will. Like this is what your day could look like or or your process could look like or the next few months of your life could look like as you are prioritizing prayer over your children for this new school year. So let's dive in with five steps of our strategic plan. The first one, and this is a shameless plug for your new book, right? Because it's such a good one, is to purchase Everyday Prayers for the school year. Now, I know that this seems like a no-brainer, but Tara, tell everyone about Everyday Prayers for the school year. How is it set up What was on your heart as you wrote it? What can they expect to find inside? And why do you think it would be a good idea for it to be a part of every parent's toolkit as they approach the new school year?
1: All right. Well, being a teacher, I'm going to break those questions down. So the first one is, how is it set up? I absolutely love the setup for these everyday prayer journals because whether you have five minutes or 35 minutes, it's going to work for you. And so it's set up each day with a focus verse and then a prayer written from that verse, just like all the Million Praying Mom resources, Praying the Word, have been set up. Then um, that encourages you to read the full chapter that verse comes from if you have time, because it's really important to us to not take verses out of context, but to understand them in the context for which they were written. Then there's a devotional, and I love devotionals, um, even as I read them myself, because some days I can dive into God's word, and he and I are speaking the same language, and I got it. Other days, I feel like either because of the season we're in, my mental state that morning, or whatever, I need a friend to take my hand and lead me to Jesus, or to help me understand when I'm reading and so if you're having one of those days, or even if you're not, maybe you and Jesus are jiving and you want to hear my thoughts on that um, word too, then there's that devotional there for you. And then finally, there are discussion questions with the thank, pray, praise method that if you're familiar with Million Pray Mom resources that um, they've been doing for many years. And so quite honestly, I probably being a mom rushing out the door of school and get my kid, I won't have time for all of that every morning. But what I plan to do in my own time is to just take the time I have, start with the prayer, and then work my way through based on how I'm feeling that morning and what I have time for. And the beautiful thing about this book is that you don't have to finish it or work through all the parts in one school year. We're going to reuse this year after year. And so um, we'll talk more about what that's going to look like in step two. But we're going to continue using this year after year. And you can hang out with me every school year and go through this again.
0: Yeah. One of the things I really love about our everyday prayers, the entire library of everyday prayers, prayer journals that we are building is that there's really like they're, they're designed with the busy mom in mind. They are, um, the devotions are not long. Like we had a word count that we felt was very reasonable. Like a mom can read this. You can do this in in your, in your busyness. Um, but also like, I have a friend of mine who, is going through a really stressful season. And she was confessing to me the other day that um, she's been reading through the Bible in chronological order. And she said, I it dawned on me this morning that and she's really behind, right? So um she she said, It dawned on me this morning that even when I open up the list of what I'm supposed to be reading today, it's causing me stress because I realize how far behind I am. And she's not the kind of person, you know, she's kind of a type A like. She doesn't like to get behind. And and I get that. I don't really love to get behind either. But the way that these are written is that you can really take your time. You could do, there's 30 of them. And so you could do it for one straight month. That would be one way to, to approach it. But you really could do one a week for like the whole school year if you wanted to. You don't have to have any kind of set time. And, you know, I do not leave my home every day for work. I work in my home. But we're busy in the morning and then I, you know, I get the kids out and then I sit down, but I still have a schedule. And sometimes I have lots of time to spend in prayer and sometimes I don't. And so it really is designed for you to be able to pick and choose something that works for you. And then you can either come back to the rest of it later or just let it go. It's okay. You know, as long as you're doing something then and taking some kind of action, that's a good thing. So I I love that. I just cannot recommend these prayer journals enough.
1: Question number two that you asked me, Brooke, and I'll kind of combine these one or two and three together. What was on my heart as I wrote it, and what can they expect to find inside? So, as I mentioned before, I am a mother to students, and I am also a teacher. And I was homeschooled my last three years of high school. Right now, my kids are in public school, and I have friends across the gamut. So, all the school choices. Are my favorite for different reasons, and I'm an online teacher nowadays instead of teaching face to face all the time. So as I wrote this, I was trying to write it in a way that it would work for your family, whether you had a pre-K student or a college student. And I had also, um, as I mentioned in our last um, episode, episode two, I had started praying these prayers um, using the Million Praying Moms method because even before I wrote this book, I had been following Million Praying Moms when it was the Mob Society for years. Mm-hmm. And so I had seen Brooke work through this process of praying for her kids. And so I had this little note card. You might have even seen that on Instagram here in the last few weeks. That took a picture of it. But I started praying these prayers for my kids five years ago before these everyday prayer journals were even a thought in the mind of Brooke and her team. Mm-hmm. I had already started praying this. So my heart as I wrote this prayer journal was to take what I was already doing for my sons Um, when they were younger elementary, and to expand it into a resource that would work for myself and other parents throughout all our school years, and one that we could turn to again and again. I wanted to make it so that it didn't fit just now in this school year, but we could continue turning to it again and again. And inside, what I tried to do was I tried to really connect it to the Bible, so the Bible story, there's stories in there, but then make it really practical. Because if you followed me in my ministry for any amount of time, you know, I'm all about being practical. It's the teacher in me. I can't just give theory. I have to give practical advice. And so that's what I tried to do in this book. In the devotionals, we um, look at scripture. There's a story of some sort at the beginning, but then we get really practical towards the end. So that if you are in a season where you want something to take away and try, there's those ideas. And I would tell caution you, don't try to do everything. You will wear yourself out. But if you need a tool or an idea, there's stuff there for you to tangibly take away and try in that because, like I said, it's the teacher in me.
0: One of the things that I really like about this too, Tara, is that it's really for any parent. You kind of alluded to this. It doesn't matter what your educational choice is. We intentionally made this journal and all of the Everyday Prayers um, journals non-specific to educational choice. So these are not prayers that are only for homeschoolers. These are not prayers that would only fit a public schooler. These are not prayers that would only, you know, uh, fit those who are in private school. And, And the reason that was important to me is because our family has done it all. You know, we started out homeschooling. Our kids have been to private school. They went back to homeschooling. And then we went to public school where we've been for the last several years. And so I really feel like I've seen the pros and cons, kind of like you said, like you have a love for all of it. They're all your favorite. And it really depends on um, what God is calling you as individual families to do. But we wanted this to be a resource that anybody could use for their families as they go back to school, as, they're, as or really even just in the middle of the school year. It's not necessarily a back to school resource. It's a resource you can use at any time for your kids when you want to pray with them when they are school age children. So, and as you said, that's, you know, preschool through college, really. Like that's, you know, it's, it's for everybody. Um, so let's talk about then. So that's step one, purchase everyday prayers for the school year. You can get it anywhere books are sold, pre-order it and grab it right now. Don't leave the podcast. Like, you know, listen to the rest of the podcast, but seriously, like afterwards, go get it. Um, step two then is to join prayer club. So Tell us about prayer club. What is it? When does it start? And why do parents need to be involved in it?
1: All right. So I love this part of the Everyday Prayers group because if you were around for Gina's Journal, um, Everyday Prayers for Joy, that I released in January, then you've already been a part of one prayer club or had that opportunity. And so what this is, is to help us be intentional about us praying together as a community because praying alone by yourself is great. I can get great things, time with God when I pray alone, but when I pray in community and know people are praying for me and with me and we're coming to God together, there's just something special about that. And we can learn from each other. Like I love reading the Bible by myself, but when I read it in community, There's so many thoughts and ideas and depth that I did not know was there. And so that's what we're going to do in prayer club. We're going to pray intentionally through these 30 days starting in early October. And um, you can sign up to join us and we'll let you know when it's open. And then what it is, is that we'll pray through each day. And like Brooke and I already mentioned, you don't have to do the entire day. Just do what you can in the season you find yourself in. But once a week, we're going to gather for a live teaching over those ideas. And so we'll pray with each other. We'll talk about these ideas live. So maybe if something confused you, you can show up to that live and ask questions. Or maybe if you have a special prayer request that is really on your heart, bring that to the live and we'll pray over it with you. And so I really love that about it. And I would love for you to be involved because time and time again, I hear um, my listeners and my friends saying, I struggle to stick with something. I'm struggling because of all the distractions. And so when we pray together, then that gives us that accountability and helps us to stay on track.
0: Yeah, I love that. We had so much fun in the last prayer club and I actually had very little to do with it except for popping in to help every once in a while. You guys did a great job with Gina's and I know this one is going to be such a blessing for um, groups of, and it may not be for everybody. I think we can say that, like you don't have to join prayer club. You can purchase the book and go through it on your own, as Tara said. But if you are in a place where you need that accountability and you want to form a new habit in your life, then prayer club is a fantastic way to get that done. It also gives you the opportunity to build community with a group of moms who share a similar heart and passion as you do. And I think that's one of the maybe best things about these group efforts that we do and have done over the years. So no pressure, but join prayer club. You're really going to love it to get signed up for prayer club all you need to do is go to our show notes at millionprayingmoms.com and you'll find the directions there for today's episode. Just go to today's episode of the podcast at millionprayingmoms.com and you'll find all of the sign up that you need information for prayer club. All right. So that's step two, join prayer club. Step three is to sign up for the prayer journaling jump start. Now that's kind of my baby. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Several years ago, we created a five-day prayer challenge that was designed to help you have the tips and tricks. Like these are the best tips that I know of to help you become more passionate in your prayers and actually create a new habit of praying and specifically prayer journaling. Now, this is a prayer journal, everyday prayers for the school year is a prayer journal. It is not just a list of prayers. It is an interactive prayer journal. If you've hung out here for any length of time, you know that I really, really, really love prayer journals and have been using them personally in my own life off and on for years. And there is scientific proof to back that actually writing down, writing down uh, anything, it doesn't just, it's not, doesn't just pertain to your prayers, but anything actually helps you remember it more easily. And it helps you engage with it and internalize it more if you write it down. That's just the way God designed our brains. And so we love using a prayer journal at Million Praying Moms for that reason, because we really want you to get the absolute most out of your time spent in God's word. Do you have to, to, to write a novel every time you prayer journal? No, you don't. But it can be a very effective tool in helping you to create a new and vibrant uh, you know, lifestyle of prayer for yourself and your family. So we're going to give you our very best tips and tricks, one each day that will come to you via email the week before prayer club starts. So we're actually trying to help set you up for success in prayer club before you even get there. We're giving you all the hands on information that you need to be a success inside of prayer club with the prayer journaling jumpstart. So that will happen uh, the week before prayer club starts. You don't really have to do anything except sign up to get them to come to your email and you can find out information about how to sign up for those again in our show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. So let me me go back over things real quickly. Step one so far, purchase everyday prayers for the school year. Step two, join prayer club where you're going to gather with a community of like-minded moms to pray for your kids over the school year. And step three, make sure that you've signed up for the Prayer Journaling Jumpstart, which is gonna give you all the tips and tricks you need to be a success inside of Prayer Club. Again, all of the links that you need for that are in our show notes. Step four, make a list of the things that might trip you up. So Tara, this is all about thinking ahead and preparing for things that might keep you from your goal, which we will address some of those inside of the Prayer Journaling Jumpstart. But why is this important? Why is it a a good idea to think ahead? One of the reasons I
1: love to think ahead is because then I can have a strategy for overcoming those distractions or interruptions that might stop me from this. Because I'm assuming that if you're here listening to this podcast, then spending time with God intentionally is important to you. But if you're struggling, there are probably specific reasons that, you know, you're struggling that, you know, I keep stopping because I get up too late or I keep quitting because the time I had intended to spend with God in the afternoon disappears. You are aware of those reasons. So before we start going through this with the prayer club or you start going through it on your own this year. Let's just list those distractions, those things that are keeping you from the feet of Jesus and at least make contingency plans for those. For example, one thing I hear over and over again is interruptions. I get interrupted by my kids, my husband, my family, the phone, I get interrupted. And so for my phone, most phones have this cool do not disturb feature on them. So if I'm in a time, even right now as we're recording this podcast when I know I need things to be silent, I just turn on that do not disturb option. So only my favorites can get through. Everything else is silent. So my phone's not going to distract me, even if I'm using it as my Bible that day. Um, I'm not going to get all those pings because I see a lot of friends who use a phone for their Bible and then they get down a rabbit hole in another app. It's not going to disturb you, even if you're using your phone for your Bible. Another one to kind of handle the different ages of kids is if you have young children at home, one of my favorite ways to um, stop that interruption if they woke up early or interrupted me while I was doing it in the afternoon or whatever, is the U version has a child's app. I absolutely love that app from the age of babies who can push a button to um, it works till about they're six or seven years old. And so I would just have a phone or a device near me. So if my young child came in while I was doing my quiet time, I would just simply hand them the app. I freely admit I give them electronics, but I'm using them to connect them to Jesus. So I I think it's permissible. And I would give them the app or a Bible, if you prefer a children's Bible, but something to let them start spending time with Jesus, but to do it in a way that met their needs. Uh With my older kids, now that my kids are past that stage, um, for the most part, I invite them into the study with me. I just if I'm praying, I'll say, hey, buddy, come sit by me and we're going to pray this together or we're going to read this verse together. What do you think about it? My mom did that with me. And so her example taught me how to have my own time. And so I just invite them in with me. Another thing I love about the way this journal set up is that it has a to do list option. So if you know you have thoughts that keep popping into your head that keep you from spending time with God because they keep distracting you we have a special to-do list right there in the prayer journal for you each day. So you can write those things down so you won't forget them and then get back to praying.
0: Oh, that is so good. Yes, I love that to-do list. We used to call it a brain dump list and that's okay too. But to-do list is slightly more palatable, I think. But it really, that's one of like the most hands-on practical things that I use when I'm praying because I find that I am so, I, I don't know, Tara, I'm not sure if this is a, something that's happening to me as I get older, or maybe there are just more things to distract me now than there used to be. There are more things on my mind. There are more things I have to do. I find that I am very easily distracted from my time in the word of God um, and, and my time in prayer. And so having that space to write down things as they pop into my mind, because my tendency is to want to say, oh, I need to go take care of that right now. I have to go do that right now. This is a priority. But if I just take a second and write it down, then I know I'm not going to forget about it. So that's one of the most practical tools that really helps me in my prayer time. Um, so step four was make a list of the things that might trip you up. But I think sometimes just naming it makes it lose its power, right? Like you just, just get it out there. Yes, I'm struggling with this and it it makes it lose its power. And then finally, step five, is plan a time to pray each day. Now, I know that there are going to be some moms that are listening right now that are going to rebel against that. They're going to be like, no, don't make me plan anything. I just want the spirit to find me. And 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 that's what makes it, that makes it feel like an authentic prayer time for me when I just do it, when I feel like the Lord is moving me to do it. And I get that on some level. I get that. But I kind of think that in some way you're setting yourself up for failure If you just wait for God to move you to sit down and pray for your kids. So why do you think it's important to set aside one kind of, um, you know, maybe sacred time each day to pray and use everyday prayers for the school year instead of just figuring out, you know, how to do it on a day by day basis?
1: All right. So two things. One, I have a question. If we treated our friendships the same way with our girlfriends, would we be good friends and stay connected? So if I just texted my friends or called them when the spirit led me, would I stay connected with them?
0: Yeah, the answer is no. For me, anyways, I mean, I have to be intentional. I have to I have to think to myself, Brooke, you have not messaged Megan in a while or Brooke, you need to contact with Jamie. She left you a Marco Polo two days ago. Like you need to go read that, you know, or listen to it. So I have to do that or I just, and it's not that I'm trying to be a bad friend or that I don't care about them or that I don't love them. But life happens, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it takes priority over those things. It does. And so my friends and I during
1: the school year, have a set aside a Friday coffee morning. So on Friday mornings, after we drop our kids at school, we go to a coffee shop and meet each other for coffee. And that's one of our best ways to stay connected. Other friends, I have heartfelt groups with, or I see them at church, or I have Bible studies with, But I have intentional time that I see them weekly or monthly, if not weekly. And so we need the same in our relationship with God. We need to be intentional. And I'm going to um, shamelessly plug Tiny Habits from BJ Fogg. It is my favorite book for helping develop habits. Now, if you're not a reader, you don't have to go purchase. I'll give you the Reader's Digest version really quick. But what he talks about in that book is that... um, When we try to do that 30-day habit thing, it usually falls apart. We don't lose the weight. We don't start the habit, whatever. So he's broken it down, and he's hacked brain science. Again, go read his book if you want all the details. But he talks about how we, one, want to connect it to something we're already doing. So, for example, like I just mentioned, my friends and I drop off our kids on Fridays, We go to the coffee shop. We're connecting it with something we already do, which is dropping off our kids. So we're going to know the very next step in our day is to go to the coffee shop. The same thing needs to happen with your quiet time. And that's what I call it. It's an old fashioned word, whatever you want to call it. Devo time, prayer time, whatever you want to call it. But um, you need to connect it to something you're already doing that's regular in your day. For me, that's grabbing my coffee each morning. I am a coffee fanatic. I love, my podcast is even called over a cup. Um, So I'm all about coffee and drinking things. And so um, I, without fail, will grab my coffee each morning. So even if I have five minutes, I will still take five minutes to spend time with God. You might have other things throughout your day. Maybe you drop off your kids at school. Maybe for you, it's getting in the parking lot at work. Honestly, that's how I wrote my last two books was I would show up for work, sit in the parking lot and write for 15 minutes before I walked in the door. But that was because that was something I was regularly doing each day and it helped me keep that habit. So maybe that's your time you spend with God. Lunchtime, um, maybe during your kids' practices in the evenings, maybe there's a regular habit you do as you go to bed, but connect it to something you're already doing like Velcro and it helps it stick because that first thing reminds you of the second thing. <sighs> So the next step in the process is make it tiny. If you're not currently doing regular prayer time, don't try to sit down and do the entire journal day one on the first day. You're going to um, wear yourself out. And so make it tiny. Think, okay, if I'm not currently having this regular time with Jesus each day, just read the verse and do the prayer. Make it as tiny as possible. 30 seconds to a minute tops. And that will be your win for the day. If you sit down and read the verse and do the prayer, then you need to celebrate. And this is where he really encourages us to hack brain science because he encourages us to celebrate. Quite honestly, sometimes my celebration is chocolate. Um, Sometimes my celebration is getting a sip of my coffee. Um, sometimes my celebration is just say, yes, I did it. Or maybe if you're staying accountable with us in the prayer club, you could go to that post where we post each day's ideas and say, I did it. And that could be your celebration. We all could say, give you a high five and say, yes, you did it. You stuck with it. Um, maybe you text a friend, but find a way to celebrate that feels natural to you. Just quick, nothing, five, 10, 20 minutes long and celebrate your success. Our phones do this to us all the time. If you have gotten sucked into one of those Candy Crush games, it's giving you those points and those things, and it's hacking that brain science, and that's why you keep returning to it, because it gives you that quick win. We're going to use that and hack that for our quiet time and take the power away from our phones.
0: I love that. Oh, I love it. So one of my favorite times over the years to have at least part of my prayer time has been when I was taking my kids to school. And I've talked, I've shared this so many times, but my life has changed a little bit because my oldest son has his driver's license and he is driving. He and his younger brother to school now. So before that, uh, BD, before driver's license, it's a defining moment. I'm, I'm telling you, in, a, in the life of a parent, it's a very, de- probably needs its own initials. But before he had his driver's license and I was driving them to school, I would pull up the prayer of the day um, either on my phone or I would have my journal in the car. Sometimes I would even like pre write it on a sticky note and just stick it on the dash so that it, you know, I was safe driving. And we would read the verse out loud. And then, if it needed any explanation or or you know sometimes I, it didn't need an explanation, but I just wanted to figure out a way to apply it to, to my children's lives so that it was real to them um, and made sense to them, then we would do that. Now, I have to say, we have a five minute drive to our school, so this was not a lot of time that we were spending in the car doing that, so we would talk about the verse, and then when we were pulling into the car line, the last thing I would do for them is pray that verse over them along with anything else that I wanted to pray for them as they were heading out so that the very last thing they were hearing as they were going out into the world was mom and sometimes dad, if he was with us, praying for them. And I've loved that and cherished that for so long, but it has changed. And so now what we do is we've just, you know, instead of having that in the car line, we've just moved it to the kitchen table. So we sit at the kitchen table together as a family and eat breakfast and we pull up the verse or we open the journal and we get it. We do the exact same thing right there at the kitchen table there. You know, I'm not driving them physically to school anymore, but I'm giving them a bite-sized piece of the word of God, applying it to their lives and then praying it for all of us before they go. And it's, it's one of those things that I really hope will be a cherished memory in the hearts of my kids as they grow up and leave our home, which is coming a season that's coming more quickly than I'd like for it to. So you know, we can do these things for our kids. We, we can sit down and we can have a sacred time that's just us. Or like you said, we can open it up and involve our kids in this so that we're actually filling them with the word of God and praying for them as they're going out into the, into the world. And that's, been just one of my very favorite things to do. All right, guys. So those are all of our steps to a strategic plan for praying for your children as they go back to school this year. Step one, just to recap, is to purchase everyday prayers for the school year. Step two is to join prayer club. Again, that will start in October. Step three is to sign up for the prayer journaling jumpstart, which will start, which will come to you via email the week Uh, The last week of September, as we move into prayer club, step four is to make a list of the things that might trip you up so that you can plan ahead for them. And step five is to plan a time to pray each day. Tara, it has been such a privilege to have you talk about these things with us. I love how passionate you are about the, the topic, but the thing that really fills me is that you are so practical. You've given us such great practical advice, and I just invite everyone to join us Um, for this this new season of praying for our kids as they go back to school. Thank you so much for your time on these episodes. We're gonna have all the links that you need for all the things that we've talked about today in the show notes for anyone who wants to join us inside of Prayer Club at millionprayingmoms.com. And I wanna encourage you again, Even if you don't want to take advantage of Prayer Club, grab your copy of Everyday Prayers for the school year, again, at our show notes, and you can learn some about some great pre-order bonuses that we have for you when you grab that prayer journal. Now, guys, listen, they're not available much longer. The book actually comes out in just a few days. So act now before they're gone. You want to grab them. And don't forget to come back next week when Tara is actually going to read to us an entire devotion from Everyday Prayers for the school year called May They Remember God's Truth. It's a beautiful reminder that as much as we parents need the truths of God's word to be front and center in our hearts, our kids do too. So I just love how we can partner with God in our prayers for this. I want to invite you not to miss this special episode. Till then, friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Million Praying Moms. You can connect with other praying women by following us on Instagram at Million Praying Moms or by visiting our website where you'll find tools to guide you as a praying mom, like our monthly scripture-inspired prayer calendars. yours for only $5 a month when you become a patron of Million Praying Moms. If you love this podcast and want to be a part of making sure it sticks around, and reaches other moms with the message that prayer is not a last resort but the first and best response to motherhood, consider joining our Patreon family. There are options for everyone, including our $5 a month prayer calendar option, perfect for both the beginner and seasoned praying mom who wants to pray God's word for her children. Depending upon your needs, you can get access to our classes, courses, podcast scripts, discussion questions for each podcast, and even vote on certain aspects related to the ministry of Million Praying Moms. And I also have a free gift for you too. download your free copy of my resource, How to Pray God's Word for Your Children, when you subscribe to the podcast. It's a step-by-step guide for how to get started praying the scriptures for yourself and your family. If you love this podcast, would you help us reach more moms with our message by leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts? We sure would appreciate it. Find all the links you need at millionprayingmoms.com.
1: Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, or art to make, or perhaps businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.